Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Barleycast. I am Marcus, and this year I am going to be going over, well, I mean, I don't know why I said this year. I'm going to be going over uh, this year's WWE Crown Jewel. At this point, it feels like Vince is kicking us all in the Crown Jewels by making us sit through all these fucking stupid Saudi Arabia show matches. Because they're all pointless and they don't stick the continuity in the um, actual showcase. So, I mean, at this point, who cares? And and it's like 9.20 in the morning. I don't. I haven't really gotten a lot of sleep. I'm dog-ass tired right now. And I gotta make a podcast. <laughs> so, let's get into the show. Um, none of these matches are in order, but I'm gonna try my best. The Universal Championship match, Seth Rollins versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and a Falls Count Anywhere. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins to retain the title because The Fiend is already drafted to SmackDown. And I don't think they have any plans to put the title on him. Continuing. The WWE Championship match versus Brock Lesnar and Kane Velasquez. I'm going to go with Kane, not, well, no. I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar to retain the title because, I mean, it would just be ridiculous. One, Vince isn't going to put the WWE Championship on a guy who debuts his debut match in WWE. Second, he's not going to have Brock Lesnar drop that belt. So, going to go with Brock Lesnar to retain. Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury. This match is an interesting match because... You could have the adage of, well, you know, they're not going to have Braun just lose the lose to bury him borderline like that because he has worked hard in WWE, you know, paid his dues and all that, and uh, they're not going to have him lose against Tyson Fury, who's not signed to a contract. And then I thought about more. Well, they've like I said, they've had Braun, you know, fucking lose a lot of big matches for no fucking reason, where you're like, he's going to win, and then he doesn't. So I'm going to go with Tyson Fury to, to win that match. Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Team Hogan having Roman Reigns, Ricochet, Rusev, Ali, and Shorty G. I, I still think that's so fucking stupid. Um, versus Team Flair, which consists of Randy Orton, King Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. Dear Lord, I wonder how long they're going to keep up the King Corbin thing until it gets old. Um, if I had to go with somebody to win, I'm going to go with Team Hogan because you got to have that feel-good moment in this. In this, So I'm going to go with Team Hogan to win. I didn't know about this, but a 20-man battle royal for the United States Championship. Um the winner of that battle royal will go on to later on that night to to face off against AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Uh, I'm going to go with AJ because if you think about it, the person who wins had just competed in a 20-man battle royal, and now he's going to face off against a fresh, fresh, well-rested AJ Styles for the title. So going to go with AJ Styles to win that match. Tag Team Turmoil. To crown crown jewels, best in the world tag team of the world, shit. 
This tournament consists of the New Day, the Viking Raiders, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, The Revival, The O.C., Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, the B and the B team. I'm going to go with the Viking Raiders because they're the only team in this whole tournament that actually are holding tag titles. Manzur versus Cesaro. I'm going to go with Manzur because he's a hometown favor and he's borderline one like every single time he's shown up there. So I'm going to go with him to win. And, and another match that they have just announced... And if any other matches happen, I can't really help that. Um, the time I'm doing this is the day before the actual show. So if any other match happens, I can't really count it into the thing. So sorry. But I can't do this one. Lacey Evans versus Natalia. Um, they just announced that match. Um, I think, to, yeah, they announced it today. They said it's going to be the first time ever that they've even though they've only done this whole thing for like two years now, they just put out multiple shows because we were in Saudi Arabia like what, like a couple months ago? I mean, so it's not really like a big thing. It's just a constant thing. So they've had a total of four, I'm pretty sure. The Greatest Battle Royal, uh, Crown Jewel, Super Showdown, and now Crown Jewel. So, yeah, they've had four. So, honestly, I don't really know. I don't know why they're acting like they've been doing this for years, even though they've done four within two years. So, you guys have been back to Saudi Arabia for, like, four different times. So, it's not really, like, a big deal. Hopefully, this time, you know, they can control, like, the weather. They can... Kind of can no, they can't control the weather, but at least like they'll have like waters and stuff by the ring, so wrestlers don't get gassed or like blown out of how hot it's going to be there. So, yep, those are my picks and my predictions for this episode. Um, oh, for the Lacey Evans and uh, uh, I'm gonna go with Natalia to win because honestly, I think she deserves it more, and I think Lacey Evans was called up way too soon for the main roster. That's just my personal opinion. Um, nothing against her. Character's great. But right now, WWE needs to do something with Natalia and have her win at least, let her at least win this one because you could borderline tell, like, you guys aren't going to put the belt on her. So you might as well just, you know, give her this moment. And nothing against Lacey Evans, but I just don't feel like she's ready to be on the main roster. Like, her character is great and stuff, but it's just her wrestling skills are just not up to par. But, yes, those are my predictions, um, and you will get the other part of this podcast with my reactions. Well, I mean, you're not going to get a separate podcast. It's still going to be the same fucking thing. But you won't get that until Friday. But you will get an episode tomorrow, though. So, see ya. Alright, at this point I'm getting fucking tired of this. This is my third fucking attempt at this goddamn podcast. The first time, it was too fast, and I talked too much. I talked too fast, went too quick. The second time, I was really trying to get into it, and then my fucking mortgage guy called, and then I had fucking talked to him. And I didn't really really remember where I left off in this podcast. God damn it! Okay.
Let's just try to get this done so I can get this podcast out to you lovely Barley Club Barley Club members. We're going to go off by all the matches. Here we go. All right, let's do the wins, losses. Wins and losses. Okay. The Batter Royal kicks it off. Humberto Carrillo wins to go on to face AJ Styles for the United States Championship match. AJ Styles actually beats him, and I actually said, I don't know who's going to win the Battle Royal, but I do believe AJ Styles is going to beat whoever wins. And he did, so that puts me at 1-0. to zero. Let me put a little U.S. there because uh, I don't really... Because it's going to be another thing at the bottom of this fucking list. Just trying to get through this, everybody. Um, The Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez match. Um, I had Brock Lesnar to win. No offense to Cain Velasquez, but this match was a fucking shit show. Um, you had Brock Lesnar basically carrying all of the load for this this match. Um, Cain had, has had one match total and got paid out the ass to do this fucking thing. So, I mean, honestly, I mean... The whole Saudi Arabia show was fucking ridiculous. I can't believe no one caught on that they used the exact same fucking theme song from Godsmack on this pay-per-view that they did the last Saudi Arabia show. <laughs> but, like I said, this match was ridiculous. It's no offense to Cain Velasquez or as an athlete that he is, but wasn't that good of a match. Wasn't my personal favorite one. And it was kind of surprising that it was the first match on the card. But Brock won, and that put me at two two wins, zero losses, and I picked Brock because, like I said, they're not gonna. Vince will never put a belt on somebody who's brand new. Um, and also this match did do a positive for us. It got us to have Mysterio call out Brock Lesnar backstage on Monday night for a match for the WWE title. So we actually are gonna get a better match out of this whole thing. The world tag team, fucking best in the world fucking tag team, because Vince actually doesn't give a shit about these tag teams, because Vince hates tag teams. Tournament consisted of Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Lucha House Party, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Heavy Machinery, um, New Day, B-Team, The Revival, and The O.C., and The Viking Raiders. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode and... Versus the Lucha House Party. Started out this match. Dolph Ziggler. Let's just call him DNR. DR. DR won this. This match. Against the Lucha House Party. Which doesn't surprise me. DR went on the face. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. They ended up winning that match. Which doesn't surprise me. Then DR went on the face. Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery won that match. Then Heavy Machinery went on to face the New Day. The New Day won that match. And then the New Day went on to face the B-Team, which they ended up beating the new, the B-Team in quick fashion. Then they went on to face the Revival, ended up beating the Revival, which will give them a tag title shot in the near future. And the OC comes out and beats the New Day. And then we have the match set, the Viking Raiders versus the OC. It would have been better if they put the tag titles on on this 
the line as well. It would have actually been cooler. The OC ended up winning the whole best in the world, Vince hates tag team tournament bullshit. So, hooray, congratulations. You won a meaningless prize. Um, Moonzo, but that does, I had the Viking Raiders to win that match, and they didn't, so that puts me at two to one. Moonzar, Manzu, or, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to push your names, but, like, the way it's spelled and looks, it just looks weird. My brain can't comprehend. Um, versus Cesaro. Oh, one question I have for everybody, what the fuck is Cesaro wearing? Like, at this point, he looks like he just gave up. Like, he just doesn't care anymore. Like, it's like sweatpants and, like, Skechers tennis shoes. Yeah, let me know what everybody thinks of that, because I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I had Menzar to win. He did. That puts me at three wins, one loss. Now, I'm sorry I'm trying to rush through this. I'm really not trying to, because I'm, I'm trying to put on a good show here for you all. Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. Here's the thing about this match. I actually thought it was a better match than the Cain Velasquez-Brock Lesnar match. I don't know. I mean, it's two big men, so that big men can kind of work a little bit better than two short, two kind of shortish, you know, beefy guys. Well, this match worked because a lot of big guys can do a lot of slower stuff, but people would just be like, wow. Like, it's just more amazing for him to see it. So with this match... Tyson Fury did win, and I did have Tyson Fury to win because I knew Kane wasn't going to win the WWE Championship just because Vince doesn't want to put that belt on anybody brand new. Even though at this point, he likes the Universal fucking title more than he likes that belt. Just saying. But I had Tyson to win because they needed to have at least one of those celebrities to win. And I know like if Braun, they've been burying Braun Strowman for fucking years that he's been there so what's one more match you know uh braun did eventually do a power slam to him Kane velasquez i'm not not Kane velasquez sorry his shitty match is still in my mind tyson fury borderline no sold it he like he waited like three minutes and then popped right back up and was like let's do this and you were just like what the fuck kayfabe brother kayfabe 24-7 championship thing. I don't fucking care. Um, United States championship match. AJ Styles versus Humberto Carrillo. I had AJ Styles win because at this point, it seems like AJ Styles is the best thing to ever happen to that fucking belt. Um, and I did have him to win. And at the beginning of this part of the podcast, I already announced, I already said that match. Natalia versus Lacey Evans. I was actually very happy about this match. And, like, I was excited for the superstars, even though I don't know either one of them personally. But it was just like, yeah, like, yeah, this is awesome. I had Natalia to win just personally because Natalia just kind of deserves it a little bit more than Lacey. And because uh, Natalia has been through a lot in that company. And at this point, I'm surprised she's still even there. Because, fuck, I mean, I would have fucking quit. But, yes, Natalia did win, which puts me at five wins, one loss. Great of the match, great team. 
Team Hogan, consisting of Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Ali, and Shorty G. Um, one quick question for everybody, all you wrestling fans and all that. What is your fucking thought on Shorty G? Like, I fucking hate it. I just think it's stupid. Like, it just downgrades him. And, like, the fact that he... I don't know if he's playing it off like, this is cool. <coughs> you guys thought that was a burp, didn't you? No, it's a cough because I'm getting sick. Personally, I thought it was fucking... I think his name is so fucking stupid. Because of the King of the Ring fucking tournament, he everybody actually fucking liked him and, like, wanted to see him win. But when he didn't win, it was just like, oh, man, that sucks. I don't know. From what I heard that Chad Gable was the one who pitched the idea to Vince just because, just so he could work, I think Chad Gable needs to stop trying to focus on staying in WWE and maybe going to fucking AEW or something else because Vince Borderline doesn't care that he's there. And it's clear to see. Um, But it is good to see that Roman Reigns is finally losing momentum because no one fucking cares about Roman Reigns. But... I bite my tongue because we all have to wait now because, you know, I know it's coming up Roman Reigns versus The Fiend and then fucking Roman's going to win and then people are going to be like, yeah, but from what I hear, The Fiend is actually going to bring out a new title belt, universal title belt, which would actually be great because the universal title belt they have now looks like absolute garbage and it's looked like garbage for years. Even they tried to have Vince. Mick Foley put that belt over, and he couldn't because that belt sucks. So hopefully they use, like, a darker strap or maybe a fucking different logo or something in general. Like, stop using the same fucking logo on every goddamn belt. I mean, Jesus Christ, at least the fucking UFC uses the same thing but with the BMF belt. I mean, they put BMF. They didn't put UFC in front of it like you fucking idiots do with all your fucking titles. Raw Women's Championship, fucking SmackDown, WWE, and fucking Universal. They're all the fucking same. Like, I'm getting tired of seeing this shit. Okay, sorry about that rant. Team Flair consisting of Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, King Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, At this point, from what I hear, Bobby Lashley's borderline said, like, Vince basically has him as the... As the Black um, Val Venus, I think that what what was his name, right? The guy was like, "Hello, ladies," and Bobby's just kind of like content with it at this point because he's just like, "I mean, I'm just gonna wait for this contract. I'm guessing he's gonna wait for that contract to be over and just go somewhere else." Um, but yes, I had Team Hogan to win because it wouldn't make any sense to have the bad guys win at a show that doesn't really stick the continuity. And doesn't give a shit about continuity. Man, this is weird right now. I'm doing this at my bar. I'm not doing it at the table. I'm, I usually do this at the table. But right now I'm sitting at my bar. In my apartment. And doing it here. So, this is kind of weird. Um, yeah, that that match puts me at 6-1. Six, six wins, one loss. Go time, baby. Um... The Universal Championship, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title. One of the greatest titles in the world. Um, 
I'm actually happy I lost this match because I had Seth Rollins to win because I figured that they weren't going to have, um, you know, Bray win because he was going to SmackDown. But I guess he went to SmackDown and, you know, he he's taking the belt with him. So that's kind of a shocker to me personally. Um, my only complaint with this match is enough with the fucking red lights. Jesus Christ. Every match The Undertaker had, you didn't fucking dim the light in fucking purple. I mean, good God. Like, it's not even cool. It's just fucking annoying. Like, look, a red light. I don't care. I'm not six years old. I don't think they're actually in hell or something. They're in fucking Saudi Arabia. Well, wait a minute. Um, But yeah, like, like I said, like, Hell in a Cell, like, they made red light, and people are just like, this is fucking annoying, like, it it just gives you a fucking headache, and, like, at this point, it's made your fucking, one of your top superstars, the superstar everybody loved, not want to be, give him stress and anxiety about being in, being a WWE superstar, like I said, WWE, you really need to stop fucking doing the whole fucking shit with the whole fucking red light with the fiend because honestly it doesn't make any sense when kane had matches you didn't do fucking red lights when undertaker had matches you didn't do purple lights i mean fucking enough it's not cool no one's even said it's cool so just enough i get the six-year-old watching i bet the six-year-old watching this fucking thing is just like are they in no one's doing that because everybody attitude is just like this is fucking stupid is this, are we in the actual 2K20? Because this feels like a giant glitch. But I am happy to say that The Fiend did win the championship, which puts me at six wins and two losses. But I am happy that The Fiend did win because, um, personally speaking, I was... You know, it just didn't interest me whenever they're like, The Fiend's going to face Bray, is going to face Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel on Halloween. And, like, it was kind of cool that he won on Halloween because, you know, it's Halloween, you know, The Fiend is wears a mat, wears a awesome-looking scary mask. So, personally speaking for me, I was very happy that they he won. And I, and I put on, if you saw my post on Instagram, it was, Congratulations, WWE. You saved him. You saved him. And that's basically how the fans felt. Seeing this match and everything. Because, personally speaking, like, no one was really into this match. I mean, nobody really liked the fact, like, no one cared. Like, because everybody would just just assume right away, like, okay, he's just going to lose again. Like, what? who cares? And, like, people would have the right to feel that way. Sorry, right now I'm doing my laundry. I'm walking, I'm talking, recording mobile devices. You can't stop this train ever. You can't stop the barley, the barley cast train, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing you can do is just get out of the way. Because we're doing laundry, we're doing, we're doing it all. You're getting live action, live action podcasting. I wonder what you're thinking right now. Oh, my gosh. How shitty is this? fucking laundry room pretty shitty but we are moving out of here soon so i don't really have to worry about this place anymore or this small ass fucking laundry room you guys hear an echo i mean yeah 
<laughs> this is some weird podcasting going on. It's ever like for a while now that I've been podcasting. A lot of my podcasts and haven't really been too like like sit down, really want to talk and like all that. Like I don't know. It's just I'm not explaining it. My attitude just kind of changed towards it all. It's just been like I just gotta get fucking podcasts out. And like I don't want to say like the passion's gone away for podcasting because I still like podcasting. But the thing is with my podcasting, it's just, like I said, I really, really don't know. Like, it's, it, like I said, it has, the passion for it hasn't gone away, but at the same time, it's not to the point where, um, I really, um, really am at the point where it's like, I want to do what I used to do. Like, with Charlie's Room, the passion went away very quickly, with the Barley Cast, I actually do still enjoy doing the podcast all the time, but at the same time, I don't want to sit down, have to sit down, talk for about 20 to 34, 30 minutes about something, and then go on from there. So if you're wondering, you're probably wondering, like, whoa, then so, like, are you going to take a break or anything? No, I'm not going to take a break or anything. Because I still do, like I said, I still do very much enjoy doing podcast podcasting and all that stuff so i don't want people to think like oh well he's gonna eventually quit and then he's gonna go away and then all that stuff so no i'm not doing any of that i'm not i don't hate podcasting where it was how i felt about it with charlie's room charlie's room was a little bit different charlie's room was more or less me doing a lot of stuff doing a lot of work that i didn't really want to do that I wasn't really a big fan of doing, like, I don't know, at that time, there was a lot of stuff going on, like, my job and stuff, and I was really trying to quit, and, like, you know, the my friendship with Chris, you know, looks and sounds like, it sounds great and stuff, but, like, at that time and stuff, it was, mine and his relationship wasn't how it was on that podcast, it was, it was at first, but, like, I don't know, it kind of got strained for a while, but I'm happy that he's back and stuff, but I don't want everybody to think like, oh my god, he's he's getting back to the way he used to be. No, not at all. I'm I'm fine, it's just dealing with all this house stuff and trying to get it done. It's just been a fucking shitstorm ever since. It's been a pain in my ass, trying to get everything kind of wrapped up done and then also have to do a podcast on top of it so there might actually might be one tuesday where i may forget to do an episode don't be alarmed eventually i will do an episode for you lovely lovely barley club members but from right for right now until the house thing we don't move until like two weeks but you guys will still get an episode out every Tuesday, if you don't get one on that Tuesday, you're going to get one during, like, Thursday, maybe Wednesday or Thursday or something, because, you know, show must, show must go on. Um, yes, um, but we're kind of wrapping all the house stuff up now as we speak, so it should be good to go after that. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you, lovely, lovely Barley Club members, or if you're new, welcome to the Barley Club it's just like a gym membership. Um, you don't really, you don't pay, and you can leave when you want. Um, right now, we are on the drive for 500 more listeners. Because right now, I have a grand total of 500 total plays on my 
on the Barley Cast, and if we can get to 1K, that would be great. Thanks. If you'd like to go find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can go follow me and like me at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BarleyCast on both Instagram and Twitter, and go look me up, the BarleyCast, on Facebook. Until next time, everybody, this has been another edition of the BarleyCast. See ya!